Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. They talking all of this Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Manish Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host again for the night, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I'm joined by my best friend, X2 Fly, Eric Trambicki, and Josh Pregnagina. Who would have thought BPF Volume 2? Who the hell would have thunk it? I think Pash. It's backed by popular demand. Yeah, I think Pash is getting way too comfortable. <laughs> I think he's getting Yo, way too Pash- comfortable. <laughs> Pash loved listening to last week's episode so much. He said, yo, do you guys mind doing that again for me? I think he's getting way too comfortable being away from us and not, ha- and not having to watch YouTube clips anymore. I think he's enjoying it way too much. But uh, anyway, guys, uh, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and Stitcher. Uh, go through our archives and to our throwback episodes, our interviews with superstars such as Flip Gordon, Nick Aldis, Zeta Zhang, TJ Perkins. And also, you can get some Matt Madness merch at whatamaneuver.net. So, guys, all right. First, how are you guys doing? I didn't, I don't I'm doing great. You guys at. Prep Fantastic. everything good? All right. Uh, I feel so good to be back. It does. Wait, it's a great week. You know, we're going to hit on the um, the big news of the night. Well, the big news of the day. AEW going on TNT. Uh, Royal Reunion, it wasn't – nothing much happened. So, we'll kind of like just breeze through that, and then we'll talk about a little – Thing, few things that happened on SmackDown. Then we have some San Diego Comic Con coverage for you guys from last week. All right, so we'll start off with the big news today that broke on on IG. So after months of rumors and speculation, it was confirmed today via Brandy Rhodes and the AEW on TT IG page that AEW will officially be debuting on October second, and the first live show will be at the Capital One Arena, well Capital One Center in Washington D.C. So, and also, this is also the same week that SmackDown debuts on Fox. So, what was Aaron, that? I'm not really good with arenas. Is that where we went to Battleground? Yes, I'll get to that shortly. Three, three years ago to the day. Yeah, yes, it is. I'll get to that shortly, too. But, um, yeah, so, like I say, it was all rumors and speculation. It was only a matter of time before it was confirmed. We've hit on this numerous times throughout the year. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on AEW finally officially having their day and their show on TNT. I'm pumped. I'm excited. Got to be there. Can't wait to watch it. Yeah, we knew it was either Wednesday or Tuesday, I believe we came up with. Uh, Wednesday made more sense because the NBA uh, schedule. Uh, The one thing that threw me off was where they're running. They're running DC that night for the first uh, live show, so maybe we could probably make it up there in October. Yeah, because I actually, I actually personally thought that was a big deal because that's a WWE arena, and you know it's it is good for it is good that for them that they're actually getting arenas and not in the smaller venues such as twenty three hundred arena or the Tower Theater. So, and the fact that they're in the Capital One Center where WWE does run shows, I think that's a big deal, and also the location. I think it's perfect because you can get people from the tri-state area and you can yes. get people from the DMV and this it's, it's all in the Northeast. So that's like where the most, that's where the more, the most of the rabid wrestling fans are. So I thought, I don't mind the spot at all. Cause it's, it's a, a place where almost everybody in the, 
in the area can kind of commute. So I think this is a really big deal personally. What do you guys think about the locations? I think the, the location makes sense. Uh, I think when you think of like their past, past four events, uh, I, I mean, I'm going to include all in with this. Uh, obviously, Chicago being one of the most famous wrestling uh, cities, it was easy to get you know people to travel there and flock to there. And then the first official AEW event, Las Vegas, where they threw the, the big curveball. Like, there's never been a sold-out wrestling event in Las Vegas, and they were able to do that. Then they do two events in Florida where, you know, the Khan family just they own real estate there, so it was pretty easy for them. So I like that we're getting something different. They're they're giving it to us, uh, the, you know, in the, the Northeast. It's a Northeast show. This is going to be exciting. This is huge for everyone in that Philadelphia, New York, uh, DMV area. This is something we can all access. Bruh. It's going to be good. I, I kind of wish that they ran like one of those bigger cities first. But to your point, it just works out because everybody can travel there and it's not like a long commute. Yeah, and I'm interested to see what the time standpoint is going to be because uh, on the flyer it said um, doors open at 730, I believe, and the, and the bell time is 830. So I'm, I'm assuming it'll start at 9 o'clock. Maybe they'll have like a few kickoff matches. So I'm assuming this is going to be 9 o'clock. I'm not sure on the time frame. Would you guys prefer uh, I, an hour or two hours? I believe it's going to be two hours. That's what, that's what I, I think would be best. Um, now, and the, go ahead. I was going to say. Now, I know they're not going to, you know, be going for, you know, blood and guts, but I, you can get a little bit more of that edgy TV and that nine to ten out, you know, nine to eleven. As opposed to eight o'clock, where you know it is prime time, but they're going to. I guess I think they have always made the comments in wrestling that that eight eight to nine hours kind of a little bit more of like you know the kids are up the kids are watching TV you gotta kind of cut back with what you do. Anything, this is just my two cents. Anything on that prep? Yeah, I mean I I know they'll definitely go for an edgier product. Um, I don't know if they'll hold back either because they're so gung ho and being. You know, the opposite of what WWE is. So, we'll see. Now, I know you guys have seen the rumors going around and WWE taking this, like, pretty seriously and then preparing for the battle against AEW with Seth and Roman kind of leading the pack for WWE. But Seth's been the more outspoken one from WWE than anybody. But it was also reported this week that, according to Wrestling Inc., that the speculation that NXT may go head-to-head with AEW on Fox Sports 1, and WWE would send down some main roster talent to work NXT to go head-to-head with, with AEW on Wednesday night. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Do you, do you, well, do you think that WWE will even rise to the occasion when it comes to facing AEW? Well, if they did that with NXT, it would make sense because Triple H is the guy that could go to battle with them. But if he's going to be in, in in charge of NXT, then you got a chance. Um, I've always liked the mystique of having NXT on the network. It's just kind of always been my my take on it. It's been around this long, you know, over five years, and it's always been just on the network. Why switch now? Yeah, I'm kind of with Eck. It's uh, NXT is actually one of the main draws for the network, uh, along with the pay per view. So why would you change that? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd still pay. 
I mean, I don't pay for it now, but I'd probably still pay for the <laughs> network if I was just watching pay-per-views. Yeah, because my, th- my, my take on that is, well, if NXT was to air live on FS1, would Vince get involved? Would the, would the time format change from one hour to two hours? There's a lot of questions that I have, I have that need to be answered that does happen, but the fact that, they were, that they're willing to send wrestlers down to NXT to kind of make it a more of a bigger deal to actually compete with AEW. And if there's anything that can compete with AEW from like an in-ring perspective, if Triple H is in charge of it and has full control of NXT, it would be NXT. I mean, like, I have a hard time watching NXT on Wednesdays just due to like my schedule. But it's also one of those things because it's not live. If NXT was live, I think it would be must-see TV. I would, I would probably watch it like... You, you guys know I don't go out of my way to read spoilers, but I always get them from you guys. And then I see it on Instagram and it's like, all right, like literally I should just watch the week before the takeover. And then I watch the takeover. Like I don't got to watch the weekly stuff. There's no point. If I get like serious downtime and it's not crazy late, I may watch the most recent episode like on a random night once a month. But that's it. Yeah, I only watch the NXT specials uh, unless somebody's like you have to watch this match then I'll watch it yeah I'm in the same boat with prep I haven't watched an episode of NXT TV in a while but like Eric said the whole NXT the whole fact of NXT being taped kind of takes away from it because like especially in this day and age you can't you can't avoid spoilers it's almost impossible you kind of got to turn your phone off because somehow, some way, mm-hmm. it will get around. Now, if NXT went live, that'd be a little bit different, and I think Vince would really want his hand in the pot. But AEW is supposedly supposed to be live weekly, week, weekly every week, so that that always is going to be mysterious for the viewers. And for the first time in a long time, Ryan says this. Ryan says this all the time that it's when you want to watch wrestling, you you don't you want to feel like you missed something and. AEW is going to kind of be must-see TV since it's going to be live. And new. Yeah. Now, this past Monday Night on Raw, it was the Raw reunion, and not much really moved forward. And uh, that's what I agree with Richie on that. Nothing storyline-wise really moved forward. I think that you can make the argument for Natty and Becky during the Moment of Bliss segment. But overall, I thought the show was a lot of fun. I don't have many notes for it because, most, like I said, nothing really moved forward. It was a lot of fun moments. I personally enjoyed it. So I'm just trying to go to you guys about what are your some what were your some of your favorite moments from Raw Reunion this past Monday night? I'll let Prep go first. Yeah, I guess my favorite moment was Bray Wyatt. I originally missed it live. Like I was upstairs putting some stuff in the baby room. And uh, I heard it, and I was as soon as I heard like the, you know how I had the sound of the light yep. shutting off. I just went, oh. And Jen looked at me. She was like Bray Wyatt. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, at, watching it after the fact, it was it still came across great. And Stone Cold, I popped for Stone Cold. I thought he cut a fantastic promo. Uh, a lot of random stuff that you hear like him talk about on the podcast. I kind of wish I knew more about that South Africa or whatever it is story with Gerald Briscoe. Yeah. I, I, I liked it cause it was really off the top of the dome. I think I've I read somewhere. It might've been like Twitter where like he literally is like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going out there and saying. And somebody was like, just be you. 
Um, it, it's funny. Like I, I enjoy all of it. I've said since the beginning of this show, I'm always there for nostalgia. I know the the raw. What was it? The 25th anniversary last year. That one got like uh, that show got a lot of hate. I think they, I think they set forth to make up their mistakes. Like storylines may not have moved forward, but like overall, I don't think the show was terrible. I think they focused on the lower card. Uh, supposedly there was an issue with Ricochet, so they couldn't really focus on that U.S. title picture. So Seth had to kind of like go double duty. Um, they kind of moved forward with the raw tag titles and, and I loved everything. The 24 seven title <laughs> all night was hilarious. Fantastic. I, I enjoyed so much about that. Um, I, I do think I, I, my, my only complaint really is I do wish there was a storyline mixed in with that ending of the show. Uh, you know, I don't hate the way it ended, but I think I think I was trying to channel too much back to that um, Ric Flair's 70th birthday because you had everyone out there and you got that, you know, Batista thing. No one saw it coming. So I'm just like waiting, like no one's going to attack Austin, but like, you know, maybe Brock could come out and just like run all the legends down. That's kind of what I saw happening. But, you know, just the, um, the, the legends out there cheering, drinking a couple beers. I don't hate it. You know, that's something I can relate to. So I'm, I don't want to complain too much, but I did think we were going to get a storyline mixed into that. You you put tape over your beers too? You know, I don't do that. <laughs> but yeah. I, uh, I'm proud of drinking my Corona. <laughs> I, do, I do agree with Eck, though. He sent in a text. I would not want to chug an IPA either. Yeah. For the listeners at home, if you didn't uh, didn't know, uh, Tori Wilson posted a picture on social media with a can of beer, and it has the taped logo of uh, Steve Austin's El Segundo Brewing Broken Skull IPA, but it's just the label taped over a Corona can. So they were pounding Coronas out there. That makes sense why Lillian Garcia had seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's your kind of girl. That's it was definitely a- my kind of girl. She's Schoenberg all day, baby. <laughs> It was hilarious watching well, I, I like, of that the Sean people. <laughs> Time out. Speaking of Schoenberg, yo, Medusa. <laughs> yo. Oh, my goodness. You run up on her. Yo, I'm telling you, I don't ever want Schoenberg compared to her. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my, my thoughts on uh, Rory Union. First of all, I'm, I'm pissed that Kelly Kelly could win the 24-7 title first. But my queen can't, so my queen Carmella can't. So I'm I'm with Pash on that one. But I said I thought the 24 seven title stuff was fantastic. I like the fact that DiBiase bought it and Medusa almost was getting ready to toss it, but she sold it to, to, to DiBiase. The fact that True drove off with Renee Michelle was fantastic. Yo, it's a weird question. Is Renee signed? I don't know. I don't think she is, but at this I don't point think she, she might either. Well. But she's there, like they're saying her name and everything. Yeah, she, she might. At this point, she might as well be because she's been fantastic in this she, whole thing. And she, Drake is Maverick, is a genius. What you say? Right he's now? a he's a G too for pulling. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was so confused when we. I was talking to her at a House of Heart or Icons one time, and she's like talking about her. Fia- I'm like, who is your fiance? She's like. Oh, Rockstar Spud. I'm like, really? (laughs) 
we have, we we appreciate legends on the Matt Madness podcast. But uh, yeah, I like I, said, I loved all the twenty four seven title stuff. I thought that well, first of all, DX they they all look horrible. They, except X Pac, they, they look terrible. We, we, I don't need to see that again. Uh, I, I, I did. Wait a minute. Oh, I did have no, fun. I, you're including the outsiders. Yeah, the, the click. They all they all they all look terrible except for X Pac. But I, I I did appreciate what they did to the OC and the OC. That that's a terrible name. Uh, but, I was about to say, can we we California? Thank you. I mean, they couldn't have went worse with this name. That 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 was so bad. Uh, what else happened? Or, or if they like, they could have OC on the shirt, but just call them the original. Club. Or like, I don't get it. Like, they've been calling Gallows and Anderson the club for th- over three years. I don't know, but but the OC that that was so terrible. I I did I did love the Godfather with Charlie. I thought that was really funny. Charlie is special. Yes, she is very special. But uh, yeah. I, I, overall, overall, like I'm kind of. They also sent a lot of the, um, the talent to the live event. I'm kind of, and I'm glad they kind of did because, like, when you talk about Raw 25, the legends, the people returning, they felt so out of place at Raw 25. But Raw Reunion, Raw Reunion, they actually had time to actually shine, and they didn't actually, yeah. they didn't actually like just get their entrance music and come on the stage. So I don't mind the fact that they actually had the people that were returning take up most of the show. So I'm completely fine with that. Yeah, I, I thought they did a good job of mixing people. D, you know, Devon is part. You know, part of the Dudley Boys, which the Dudleys were for the majority of their time heels. Paired Devon up with the Revival. Uh, obviously, have Rikishi out there with his kids. You're moving forward the Raw Tag Team picture. Uh, Cena out there doing the the rap battle with the Usos. I mean, it was short lived, but it was good. Yeah, I was I was entertained. Yeah, I, said, I I enjoyed it as a whole. Completely way better than Raw Twenty Five. Raw Reunion completely exceeded my expectations, and so I'm glad. I'm glad I had it. It was a lot of fun. Oh, and uh, the um, Sami Zayn with the Hurricane RVD angle and, and company, so funny. I popped when RVD's music came out, not just because I'm a mark for him, but it just was definitely surprising. He's the only person that was really a surprise. Am I, is that not correct? Um, I think he. I was. mean, I guess Cena's kind of a. Cur- Seen as, I guess, somewhat of a surprise, but like we knew there were spoilers out. Nobody knew Van Dam was coming. Go ahead, Prep. Oh, I think you got something to say. But nothing. But, I'm so sick of the Raw reunion. <laughs> but the best. Part, I hope they never do it again. The best part. About, I hope they do it next year, June. The best part about RVD was the meme, the memes after because he looked high. Yes. <laughs> when he the, was my stage. favorite part is he was retweeting them. <laughs> Wait, no. Next time, next time, if you go back and watch the uh, Stone Cold segment, watch him in the back. Like Stone Cold's talking and RVD's just like chugging the beers. Like, all right, Steve, like get it, get it going. <laughs> all right, so I'm glad. Well, I'm glad most of us enjoyed the Royal Reunion. So, back to the regular schedule program: Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens. So, Kevin Owens challenges Shane McMahon to a match at SummerSlam. If Kevin Owens loses, he will. He says he'll leave WWE. Shane puts Owens in a match with Roman Reigns, and Shane, the guest guest, uh, the guest ring announcer, lies to the guest the guest timekeeper, and Galloway's the guest the guest referee, and all hell breaks loose, and Ro- Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns they stand tall at the end of the segment. Now, there was also a report that came out this past week and last week, actually probably last week, that Owens has been going unscripted on his promos, and I got a, a question to you guys is. What are you guys' thoughts on Kevin Owens kind of being the 
the whole stone, quote unquote, stone cold defy authority to defy authority figure to Vince's Shane. Because I personally think that Owens, like, he's at the WWE mold, and I think that's perfect for this storyline per- personally. And I think the fans love him. I think they can, they can get behind him. And who knows where this guy actually end up going because the match at SummerSlam doesn't say anything about Shane Lee. So what do you guys thoughts on Owens potentially like being quote unquote the savior of WWE? I, I love it. I'm all here for it. Uh, I I love the comparison to what we were getting 20 years ago. Aside from that, I mean, I like it because post WrestleMania, we were seeing, you know, him as a face with new day for a little while. And he's, openly said in interviews excuse me he wasn't ready for the turn yet but obviously there was an injury and he had to do what needed to be done but obviously you know three short months later boom he's back to me in a face and i'm here for it yeah it's he's he's the best he's he's over top of seth right now he's like over top of i love what kofi's doing but he's over him as well his his promos are fantastic. He sh- he should have never got a piece of paper stuck in front of him in the first place. <laughs> and uh, Shane, I mean, as good as Owens is, Shane is equally just the worst. Like, uh, <laughs> like in a good way. Like he's just uh, just so good at what he's doing right now. <laughs> Prep's doing the high at new eight by ten. He got in the mail today. Oh, the best. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That might. The Harley one last month was fantastic, but this Kevin Steen one, so good. It goes up there, right up there with uh, the Zack Ryder one Eck gifted me. (laughs) Homies. We'll get to be a major marks a bit later. But, um, yeah, back to Kevin Owens. Like, I know the feud is still pretty fresh. Remember, these guys feuded a couple years ago at Hell in a Cell, which was actually Dean Ron's favorite Hell in a Cell match. So I'm actually looking forward to this because these guys have good chemistry together and who knows what this, this could actually lead to. Like we were talking about last week about who might be the next person to win WWE title from Kofi Kingston and who knows, Kevin Owens might be in line for, to be a future champion depending on how this actually goes. So speaking of Kofi Kingston, so well, Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton. So Kofi comes out on SmackDown. He handpicks Randy Orton. That's his challenge for the WWE Championship at SummerSlam. And now last week, I brought up how I thought this feud personally could be really good if they actually dug deep enough. And on SmackDown, they actually did everything that I thought they should do. Kofi even brought up about his big, his first big push in 2009 when he beat Randy Orton in Madison Square Garden at the Survivor Series and Randy Orton derailed him with the whole a little bit after after the infamous stupid stupid thing and Orton and Kofi said you will hold me back and Orton admitted to it and Orton even had a fact and we talked about this on the show months prior when it happened while and while it was going on that if it wasn't for an injury to Ali Kofi Kingston might not have got gotten that gotten that that spotlight elimination chamber it might not even be in the main being a headline match for the WWE title at WrestleMania against Daniel Bryan. So I thought there's a lot of substance to this. I think that the story of like Kofi kind of having to close the chapter that he never closed is great. And I'm looking really forward to this match at SummerSlam, even though it's a 10 year old feud, they've done a good job of reigniting this and actually making this make sense the way I wanted them to actually do it. So what are you guys thoughts on Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton at at SummerSlam? 
I'm, I'm looking forward to the match. Uh, I, I said, um, I think a few weeks back when he, I think it was last week when he pinned him. Uh, I think Orton, when he's invested, will deliver in the ring. Um, he's going to be doing good promo work for the next two weeks with him. And I think they're going to put on a hell of a match. I think Owen, or I think, I'm sorry, I think Kofi's going to go over, and I think he's going to continue this title run. Yeah, I think I said it last week that I know Ron's going to be pissed, but this is kind of the way to go. And the this promo at the be- like this hit all the notes, and it was just great. Yeah, and and, and Pash is Pash is known to give credit where credit's due. I think if we actually showed him this, that he would personally get an enjoyment out of it because is like that promo actually told a story within itself. About, and like I said about Kofi having to kind of close that chapter on Randy Orton because he never actually got a chance to close it because that was the biggest push at the time. So like I'm really, like I said, I'm looking real forward to this match. I can't wait to see what they do going forward. And now you guys talked about one of your highlights on Raw was Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor. So on Monday Night on Raw, The Fiend shows up during Mick Foley's segment. He hands Mick Foley the mandible claw, which if he's going to use that, I'm fine with that. I'm not sure how you guys feel. Actually, how do you guys feel about him using a manimal claw instead of Sister Abigail? Uh, I got two thoughts on it. I like if he uses it, and I think that's a good way to introduce a new move for him. Like he goes out there and gets the rub from Foley. But I also like the idea of him going out there and every time he attacks someone, he uses their finish. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. I got another. Like, I got another theory, but when we, when we get to the end of this part, but go ahead. I, th- I said it from the beginning that I didn't like that he was using Sister Abigail, and if this is one of those things like um, Foley gives him this, or like gives his blessing to use that, I'm all in on it. Yeah, so on SmackDown, Finn challenges The Fiend to a match at SummerSlam. And as of now, Finn is not the demon. and But Bray accepts during the segment of the Firefly Funhouse. And during at the, at the end of the Firefly Funhouse segment, he says, let me in. And he kind of like transforms into the, into the Fiend and kind of has like this montage going of him, of his face showing on the screen. Now... I have a theory. I might be looking a little bit too much into this, but what if during this match, Bray Wyatt comes out in his Mr. Rogers getup, and during the match, at some point, he says, let me in. And that, that could be like his trigger word, like it's morphing time. And the lights go out and stuff like that, and he kind of like, the lights come back on, and he has the mask on. Now, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I think that might be a nice little. I think that'll be a nice little thing to go through because Finn could be like, "What the hell? I want the Fiend, not this guy." Now, what do you guys think about that? Am I thinking too much into this because of the whole "let me in" thing, and and the change happened? What do you guys think? I was talking to a coworker, and I was like, "The only thing missing from this whole Bray situation is him." becoming that uh child host again like he needs to have that double personality and uh they did it and it works i don't know what they're gonna do i i don't want them to go like demon versus fiend right away because um 
I don't think they should beat the demon yet. But I do think that Bray has to come out as Bray eventually. Uh, I think the demon can take the L. I'm look. I'm looking forward to whichever way it goes. I think it won't hurt for, you know, the civilian Finn Balor to take the loss, go away, and then we see him in two or three months. And he gets his vacation, and then he, um, and then he pulls up with. To OC, Orange <laughs> County. <laughs> but my thing is, it's like, I understand it's a book television show, but it's like, how can you not have Finn be the demon against this guy? But then again, my theory of like what could happen, like, I think I think that would actually be cool. If, like, if, if you want to have Finn just be Finn, have Bray come out just as Bray, and then some, sometime during the match, he just becomes the Fiend, do the, the light tricks. You can, I think you can get, actually get around it to an extent. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I would have no no issue with it. Now, like I said, there's like I said, since Raw was just the Raw reunion for the most part, that's most of my that's most of my notes. I got a few quick hits for us. Shinsuke Nakamura, he defeated Apollo on SmackDown. Oh, oh, real quick, did you guys watch that? The match? Yeah, I saw. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was like, really good. Apollo got a lot of offense in, which I was really shocked. Uh, that. Uh, I mean, I would like to know the argument on it. And again, I watched it the replay this morning. That might be Shinsuke's best main roster match. Um, I'll, well, he hasn't been, he hasn't had good ones. It was, it was really good. You, really. And, and I thought Apollo went over like that, that, uh, that false finish kick out. I, I thought that was it. It was great. Yeah. Apollo. And then he got, he, he kept the heat after the match. Yeah, Paolo, so Apollo had a great showing in a in a in a real good match with Nakamura. And my other quick hit is Ember Moon defeats Charlotte with a distraction from Bailey, and the, and after the match, Ember Moon hits the Eclipse on both Charlotte and Bailey. And then later on in the night, Charlotte says Charlotte demands a match at SummerSlam against somebody that's better than Ember Moon and a bigger name than Ember Moon. And it was record, it was reported by Pro Wrestling Sheet, then later confirmed by John Pollock of Post Wrestling that. Charlotte Summerson is going to end up being Trish Stratus. Do you guys have any interest in seeing this? I got time for it. You know I always want to see my baby. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You what know? better name would you want her to have a match against an Ember Moon? Any of the title matches. So you want Charlotte shoehorn into another title match? Yeah, she's a freaking flair. Bye, prep. Put, anyway. put both titles on her. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, I'm going to take that as shtick, okay? <laughs> that's all shtick from prep. But, all right, so that's all the WWE notes I have. We hit on the AEW already. Uh, last week while we were recording San Diego Comic-Con was the, was the preview night, and we're going to review what happened from, from WWE for the most part. Um, WWE they had a strong they had a strong outing Wednesday and Thursday. You didn't really see too much Friday and Saturday. So I'm going to go on a tangent for a second. So I'm going to run down just about everything we got, and then I'm going to ask you guys for your top five anticipated figures out of all these. So Ultimate Edition Series Three began Triple H 1999, Finn, Finn Balor as the Demon. Ultimate Edition Number Four. 
HBK in Survivor Series 97 gear, Brock Lesnar, Elite Elite Series 70, Seth Rollins in The Shield, Johnny Gargano, Finn Balor, Jack the Ripper, EC3, and announcer Vince, Elite Series 71, Big Show from 2000, Nikki Bella, Drew Galloway, who I believe has interchangeable heads, John Cena with the JBL hair, Jeff Hardy from 06, I believe, is in that wave as well. Adam Cole with the Bay Bay hands and the North American Championship. The WrestleMania Heritage Pack for next season. WrestleMania 34, Matt Hardy. WrestleMania 19, Booker T. WrestleMania 2000, Mick Foley. Kofi mm. Kingston, WrestleMania 35. And some other ones that aren't in a specific series yet. Uh, we got a, the man, Becky Lynch. We got... Cassius Ono, Lacey Evans, Mandy Rose, Natty and Anvil Tupac, Pete Dunne, Lucha House Party, Gorilla Monsoon, China, The Hurricane, Kyrie Sane, Buddy Murphy, Rue Christian, Roderick Strong, Viscera, Patterson and Briscoe, Original Crow Sting, Undertaker and Poster Kane, Ringside Exclusive, and WrestleMania 35, Batista. So out of all those, if you could actually remember everything I just said, what are your top five most anticipated figures from the same Comic Con reveal? So I'll go first. Um, wait, do you want to go straight five from the beginning? J- J- do you want to go like one and then go? Like- Whatever you feel, prep. All right. So Johnny Gargano, EC3, the Masters of the Universe figures. Three, right? Yep. Uh, Adam Cole and Cashizona. All fantastic figures. Uh, honorable mention to the homage figure, and uh, both both fins were fantastic. I didn't think I needed another one. I guess oh, I do. I'm getting rid of my. I'm getting rid of my all my black and red demons. I'm getting rid of them for the Jack the Ripper and the Ultimate Edition fin. Cause that's all you need. So I. Uh, I might say six right here because I'm just going to pull them off the top of the dome. The more first thing that comes to mind is that um, the announcer Vince. I don't know why it's got a platform accessory, and I think that is so <laughs> cool uh, because, like, whether it was him or Mean Gene or Heenan or someone was conducting something on a mic back then, they always were on this random platform. Uh, you know, this thing's probably not true to scale or what it would be in the arena, but it is is still pretty cool. Um, Another random one is I'm going to think, you know, I'm going to be cramming in actually a lot of Elite 70 right here. Elite 70's gangbusters. I like both Zigglers, the variant and the one with the IC title, paying homage to uh, Rick Rude. Uh, I think that one's fire. And then oddly enough, which should not be something I'm excited about, but we all love that um, Royal Rumble 2018 Seth. And then the Seth, the I think it was the top talent, the one that came with the two titles. But you got that head on a shield body uh, with the IC title. I, I really like that figure for some reason. The Johnny Gargano is really good in Elite 70. Boom, right there. Four figures from Elite 70. Uh, but also Adam Cole with the NXT North American Championship. That's fire. Uh, big show from St. I guess it's not really St. Valentine's Day Master because oh, he's got short hair. It's from 2000. That, uh, that I think is fire because I've wanted a throwback like WWF one. And then lastly, I just got to mention also the screw job ultimate series, uh, Shawn Michaels. 
Yeah, for me... Hold on, Alo, before you go. Let me just remind you guys that that Ghostbusters Undertaker is fire. Don't, don't worry. The, the Five Below Bandit will be on it. So we, we know you'll get it, Prep. <laughs> so for me, we we already know that. Um, oh, don't forget, Rock, I didn't mention Roderick Strong with the Undisputed Era hands, but what we already know what number one is. Uh, nineteen ninety nine, well, late nineteen ninety nine, summer nineteen ninety nine, summer nineteen ninety nine, Ultimate Series three, Triple H. That's my number one hands down. But um, that the the screw job, Michaels. I think that's fantastic. We already know I wanted China. Uh, that was number three for me. Hurricane. Hurricane. I, po- I popped huge for that. Because I found it amusing that the next, right after we, right when I was listening to the show, the next day, all these reveals happened and it was everything we actually wanted and we actually got it. And after Hurricane, also, I'm a big fan of that brood Christian. Yeah, that one's really good, too. Orny is a gangrel now because you could use that heritage edge as the brood because technically he was he was he wasn't in, he wasn't in the brood yet but you could still use it. Good point. Good point. Yeah. What are you saying? The SummerSlam brood one? The SummerSlam nineteen ninety the last yeah. year SummerSlam heritage edge yes edge yes because it was nineteen ninety eight nineteen ninety nine that was the brood but you can get away with that. It can pass for ENC or Brood. Yeah, so all you need is a Gangrel now, but I'm not sure if he has, if he has a deal or not. But anything else you guys looking forward to on this list? Because that was just the top five. I know yeah, we can go top I, ten. I actually hate myself. I, me being me, uh, the WrestleMania Heritage McFoley. That's I think that could be one of my favorite ones there because it's a whole new face scan. Um, that one's really good, and then. The I, I mentioned last week. I was like, I'm looking forward to seeing what the next ringside exclusive is. Um, the Undertaker dressed up as Kane. Uh, fire. That is dope. That was underrated. I don't think there was enough people talking about that. Nope. But well, I'm a huge fan. Like, like I said, I think there's I think there's swappable heads, but the Galloway because in the mock because in the in um in the showcase at San Diego Comic Con. He had the, the wet hair, but in the mock-ups, he had his NXT head. So I think it's swappable heads. That Matt Riddle is good. Oh, thank you. Thank you for reminding me. Why the hell is R-Truth a basic? <laughs> I was just about to say basics. Um, I don't ever want to buy a basic again since they switched the arm joint. Yeah, they look terrible. But why the hell is R-Truth a basic? I wish I knew the answer. Wait a minute. Why did? Why is Baron Corbin's hair? Why has he got a better lineup than Prep? <laughs> that, 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 that is good. That Corbin is good. Like, I, I really. It, 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 it's not good because the hair is inaccurate. We can we can let that go. We and when it comes to these so figures, you, you complain about every figure's face scan, but you're gonna let a bald guy get away with a full head of hair. Amazing. I don't mind hair. Face scans I care about. For example, we finally got a man, Becky Lynch, and she's actually going to look like Becky Lynch. If only they could fix Sasha. That, yeah, yeah. That I, I thought that was a miss. I thought we would got a Sasha with the um, with the hand pose, but we didn't. We didn't end up getting that because that's one thing we do need. 
Yeah, Seth's new face scan's really good too on that basic. Yeah, uh, and also the um the core series. Oh, LHP Lucha House Party, Grandma Talik. Oh yeah, I, think I, I, got I need time. I need both of them. I can <laughs> skip Kalista. Well, not, is that uh, are they coming out single or is a pack? I know you talked about packs were coming back. No, yeah, those I are can... single releases. Okay. So so it was Natty and Anvil as a two pack. No, those are singles too, as confirmed on uh, a video. Okay. Well, it's on I, YouTube. Sorry. Well, right, well, I'm looking forward to those two because, like I said, I need an Anvil. Um, I need an update on Natty because I have the, the Natty's last basic. It wasn't really good. Go ahead, Fred. What are your misses from San Diego Comic Con? I'll start. No retros. Retros on hiatus killed me. <laughs> the best part was X sent the uh, the retros in the, with, on the tombstone. <laughs> RIP to the retro line. You know that um, you know that gift from Boys in the Hood with the Ricky. Yeah, that's me <laughs> swinging at the air. Retro. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Like, you know, I I have a a hit or miss relationship with the retros. Like, I only have like three. I think I have the homage, and I have the rock, and I have AJ. The one I like the most is the, the, the one I like the most is the homage. But the ones that come out lately, I haven't really, I haven't really cared for them. Like that, that HBK looks terrible. Yeah, I haven't bought a retro since I don't even remember what series. The, the last one that I found in Five Below, Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Because some of them, I just, like, the Chris Jericho one, I guess I'll get eventually. But, like, the HBK was terrible. I didn't like the uh, the angle, the Sheamus. Yeah, because, like, like, those are hit or miss. But, like, I don't think, I don't think there's anything that I didn't get. Like, of course, of course, everybody wanted the Hollywood Hogan. But we ended up getting some more Hogan from, St- from Storm Collectible. I understand it's not the same thing, but the only thing that we missed was probably the Hollywood Hogan, in my opinion. That's the only thing I really missed. I think everything, literally everything that I said I wanted and we said we wanted was confirmed the next day. So I don't think there's anything that I missed. How about you guys? Jack the uh, Ripper Balor looks terrible in the box, by the way. It did in the box. I, I said something real random like Chainsaw Charlie, and I guess I, I would have been cool with like a WWF, WWF um, Terry Funk since there's already like an NWA and ECW. I can't really remember what my picks were aside from that, uh, except I know I said I wanted to know what the next ringside exclusive was. That was something I'm looking forward to. So I can't really think of anything. Uh, you know, the, it's unrealistic. The only thing I wish, I wish we would have got a, another Ambrose with, you know, post short <laughs> post haircut and then leo uh leo rush i think i recall him putting on a story when he was getting his face um his face done for a figure but i'm sure he's probably scrapped due to his current issues yeah he, he emailed me today by the way which was actually interesting about his music video or something which i thought was really funny but uh, I thought it was funny when you were mentioning in the intro, go check out our past interviews. You didn't mention him. I forgot about it. I was going off the top of the dome. I forgot all about that <laughs> so long ago. But Leo, Leo Rush was here first before he was in WWE, guys. But, uh, yeah, is there anything else you guys are looking forward to? Uh, also, the Iconics Battle Packs. That might be the most 
memorable battle pack. We also got we finally got the Zelina basic revealed. I didn't I didn't like the way that looked at all. The Zigglers, the new Zigglers look good. Yeah, too bad I don't care about them. <laughs> I don't care about the god dogs. I'm a little tired of it. Like I don't care at all. But yeah, like like sending a Comic Con, I think it was a huge success. And um, on a Power Ranger note, I got they finally revealed the White Ranger helmet. So that will be my, that's equivalent to my Lucha mask. So I will be getting that. But um, other than that, I think sending a Comic Con was a huge success for WWE, and I can't wait to see what happens. You know, uh, the BPF Black Friday will be a, at a record sale. <laughs> coming in and I, I can't wait to unbox this thing with you guys yeah we gotta start a Black Friday fund from now yeah cause if Black Friday was tomorrow I'm screwed <laughs> okay, cause you, you, you guys right know I'm always on it when it comes to that so don't worry you, got, you guys always count on me you guys know I take y'all I take your orders a few days prior so I'm gonna ask you in the time of if anything changes you'll always let me know but yeah, that's all I have for you guys. I don't have any. We don't have any listener questions tonight. So anything else in the world of wrestling or anything, just in general, you guys want to talk about? Um, I guess I'll make a, a two-part question, just a random uh, figure slash end of you know San Diego Comic Con. Um, I I voiced it over the last year. My complaints with the new basic articulation. Uh, for the listeners, Aaron has maybe one basic in his collection, aside from a female basic. Um, yeah, I, have, I, I like, have a few female basic, female basic, because they, they were basically elites back then. Because, but I exactly because you because you thought I had the Walgreens Alexa, but I don't. I have the the basic Alexa, and it, and like the, the articulation is terrible. And the, the new yes. Car, the new Carmella has the brunette. That's a basic. I'm upset about that, but I'm gonna have to get it because <laughs> like it's actually a spot on. So, well, here, then oh, you should have held that because for the question, uh, from everything we've seen in there, and I don't, I'm guessing this, that's probably going to be your answer, but uh, I know Prep may have something. Um, from everything you've seen in there, is there one or two basic must-haves because they actually delivered some fire basics? Or if you didn't see anything from there, from this weekend, can you think of anything? It could be over the past nine, ten years of the Mattel line. Is there any basic on your list that you're like, you know, that's something that's a must have. That's something that like is on the eBay search list. Um, for me personally, I would try to convert this to an elite, but it'll be expensive because of the parts. The uh, the Macho Man CM Punk, the pink tights. Okay, that's a good one. And um, like as far as basics, like um, oh yeah, um, the SummerSlam '98 Triple H, I have that the basic i have that mm. and it um i think personally i think that's about it and like i said the R, i'm pissed the r-truth is a basic and the carmelo is a basic too but i can get it it's carmelo's a lot fine. of r-truth basics have been out there yeah, yeah. the carmelo being a basic I, i'm not happy by it but it's fine because she's smaller so i don't i don't need all the the whole ab crunch and stuff you really can't tell from afar anyway so how about you guys Pratt, what are you thinking question was if i could take a basic what would i now is there is there any basics that are like on your ebay search list anything like that it's kind of like a uh, a basic grail and or anything from san diego comic-con that's a basic that you're like all right it's not an elite but that's a no-brainer i really like that Shawn michaels basic from the uh series 100 um oh 
And there's a there's the chase. Yeah, for the variant. The one with the white and red tights. Those those are dope. Uh, on my eBay, so my eBay search, is, I have two things figure related on my eBay search. Uh, CM Punk figure because I'm I'm like dying. You know, I need that SCS. John, I'm scratching, itching for that. Um, but any any CM Punk basic, I'll take just to complete the set. And I have a a WWF figure lot as one of my saved searches. So, <laughs> like, if I could just buy like a lot of figures for a little, you guys know me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take it. We, we miss them. You don't have any EB. You don't have any uh, eBay bucks, prop. I don't think I don't think I bought the only eBay. Purchases I've made are from Richie. <laughs> Shout out to Richie Edge on eBay. <laughs> yeah, but those eBay bucks, they uh they come in handy because uh last month they had for like a couple I think it was like a two day stretch that uh instead of one percent you get thirteen percent back. So uh I racked up like fifty bucks. I had like an extra fifty bucks like burning in my eBay account that that I have to use because they expire. So so I have to use them by like August second. Yeah, I just had like a ten dollar one, or was it five? No, I had a five dollar one and a ten percent. I just used both real quick. Yeah. So the one thing I'm waiting for, and I know this isn't wrestling related, but I really want the UFC to do figures again because the figures from before are so expensive. That one just put Aaron out. But I, yeah, <laughs> I'm my bad, Aaron. <laughs> Yeah, that Brock one goes for money. I know we all hate him, but I remember, I think, when he, uh, SummerSlam four or five years ago, when he first won the the world title after that long stretch of not having it, uh, I remember looking up the UFC figure to see see how hard it would be to acquire one, and yeah, they weren't they weren't fun in price. Yeah, yeah there, there's something, uh, well, I got a question for you guys. Is there any wrestling merch? Specifically, that you guys are watching on eBay because right now I I'm watching hard this uh, 2002 Triple H True the Rules T-shirt Ooh. still that I showed you guys a few days ago. I'm still watching this and use you know, your bucks. Huh? I don't want to because it's something else I want that's more expensive. Because um, like I, I was telling Prep, uh, I'm going back into my jersey collection and. There's an original, brand new, um, 1996 Houston Rockets Akeem Olajuwon jersey. I'm waiting for the guy to put it back on sale, and I'll use my bucks on it to get a pretty better price for brand new and original, not Mitchell and Ness. I think it's a good deal using my bucks on it. Yeah, uh, my saved list or my watched items right now. The only thing that I have that's not figure related is a CM Punk foam finger. Well, it's a fist. And it says best in the world and CM Punk on the other side. I don't know why, because I bought the Cena foam figure at the last show just to have one. And I like I was looking up foam fingers and the CM Punk came up one. I was like, oh, but it's like $60. Yeah, I, I still get the damn notification. I, I bought these things a while ago, but... uh I turned the setting on like a over a year ago uh, to get notifications uh, for NWA tag belts whenever they're posted. So I'm still getting notifications, even um, though you bought them. 
even though I bought, I never turned it off. Um, but yeah, there, there's nothing really wrestling related in my eBay. I think, but the one thing I'm just waiting for a little extra cash in that 24 seven title to hit the first 20% discount. And then I'm gonna scoop that up. That's pretty much the only thing aside from whatever next figures are coming out. When That's like the only. Ship? What's that? When does the 24 seven title ship? Uh, it was scheduled. It was a pre-order to ship on the 14th or 15th of this month. And nobody has posted it yet, right? Uh, not that I've seen in any of the groups. Curious. I'm curious what it looks like because it's not even like a like a really like quality belt. So how bad could it be? Well, speak, yeah. well speaking of shipping, my uh, my San Diego, my Comic Con exclusive. Uh, Slim, Macho Man? Slim Jim, Slim Jim Macho Man just shipped today. Must, must be nice. I'm hating. I'm so pissed that Entertainment Earth fell through. We all were too late. Well, me and Eck were too late. We <laughs> yeah. saw your text way too late. Yep, so I'll have the I'll have the four box of gimmicks next week. Per, per, perfect uh, time to wrap up the show. <laughs> yeah, in depression. So, uh, all right. Thank, thank, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, I hope everybody has a great week. Like I said earlier in the show, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher. Check out our YouTube page with our interviews with with superstars such as Leo Rush. I remember this time. Leo Rush, Dick Aldis, Zeta Zhang, TJ Perkins. Check those out. Check out our throwback episodes. Leave a, Make sure to leave us a five-star review. And head over to watermaneuver.net for your Matt Madness gear. So for Act 2 Fly, Eric Trimbicki, for Josh Prepagina, I'm Alo Aaron Lloyd, and we will see you guys next week. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. This is Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mystery man, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all. Are-